0: So Sheldon, describe where we are, what we just did, or what we just got finished doing. So
1: we are up in Timber Ridge uh, RV Park, which everybody should know is the finish line and final party area for Iceman Uh Cometh, up here in uh, Traverse City, Michigan. And it's uh, the Friday before it is uh, Expo, Expo
0: Friday. Expo Friday, and what? Yeah, what did we? What did we just finish? So here? we just did a
1: little pre-ride of, I think, probably about what the last half of the race about. Yeah, just about. Um, with our friend uh, Sean Kickbush. New friend Sean Kickbush. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he rides for the QM Three T team. Um, driving up here, I thought the course was gonna be. Just a, a mess. An absolute nightmare. I thought this was just this was not going to be Iceman and it was going to be Mud Man. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. It was it was crazy. There were some slick spots, but
0: uh, there was a lot of it was at least like the the part that we that we rode. It, a lot of it was super.
1: There were sections that you would never have guessed that it had been as wet as it's been. Okay, so the real question,
0: Sheldon, is um, on your mind. I'm sure. Um, is your bike choice going to work out? I am stoked to the max. So you think the confidence level, um, the, 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 the pre-ride helps your confidence for the race? Absolutely. So
1: I would, the thing I was, there were two things I was very worried about. My tire selection being 40 C. I mean, the Nanos are pretty knobby. They look like a skinny mountain bike tire. Yeah. Uh, they're basically a, a, an oversized cross tire, I guess. And I was very worried about my gearing because I'm running a single speed on, on a drop bar bike. And so we went out, I was on my 4216, and outside of three hills, the rest of the course, I felt very confident. Um, I felt like my gearing was just right. Uh, enough to have a lot of speed because there's there's some sections that I mean, you can very easily be going faster than you should on this course. So, um,
0: what are we, uh, what's the plan for the rest of the evening here?
1: We're gonna go grab some grub, and then we're going to Expo. Is there a beer
0: in our
2: future?
1: Uh... Is there a beer in my future? There, uh, there's plural beers throughout all
0: everyone's future. <laughs> fantastic. I think that, um... Hopefully, we'll. Uh, oh, you gotta explain who, who we ran into oh, right just before off, we, off the whim. Right before we started riding, the first person we, we run into <laughs> is Payson McKelvin, who, if you don't know, I mean, he's a pro mountain biker. He's got a way better stash than Sheldon does. <laughs> so we did a little stash on stash picture um, with Payson, which was amazing it was awesome and that's the whole like Iceman thing there's so many cool people here so many pros
1: and then who, who did we pass on course yeah we saw Ted King riding by yeah Ted King shot by us and all of a sudden Sean goes hey you know who that was I'm like who he's like that's Ted King I'm like holy crap and then Trevor rides up and Trevor's like is that Ted King
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I get a little starstruck but um yeah totally cool so Hopefully, maybe we will find some of our friends at the expo and
1: check back in. Absolutely. So, uh, we will uh, catch you guys uh, in a different uh, destination in just a few. Yeah.
0: So, I'm sure as you can hear, there is lots of commotion in the background. We are at the Iceman Expo. And uh, Sheldon, you picked up your packet. We had...
1: You got your packet. All right, let's see what number it is we have number 3550
0: so Sheldon after we rode part of the course your stoke level was fairly high now that we've been a part of this section of the pre-race um, the Expo how are you feeling
1: now I'm great I just want to get back in the saddle I'm ready to I'm ready to race maybe it's maybe it's the Bell's beer speaking but uh I just want to go very
0: cool now what time did you say you're starting tomorrow morning
1: uh, I roll my uh, wave wave 31 crosses the start line at uh, 10 30 a.m. so we're good you know true mid but yeah lots of energy here at the expo of course um, Bell's is here yeah, a lot, lot of vendors. Uh, we got, like, Einstein Cycle, Cliff, who uh, has the, their pro team here. The, the Cliff team's here. They have their booth. Um,
0: Seeing a lot of uh, fellow riders from the Spin Club. Absolutely,
1: um, yeah, Spin. A couple, oh, lot, of, lot of familiar faces. We've had a few, uh, few listeners come up and say hi. But uh, I'm ready to get out there and uh, get my chain dirty.
0: Yeah, fantastic, Sheldon. Well, here's what I want you to do stop drinking beer, <laughs> have a, a well-rested evening, a good night of sleep,
1: I, I, I and a feel complete like, breakfast. I feel like for most people that's stuff you just don't even have to say, but uh, I'm gonna heed your warnings, and uh, that's the game plan. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's what, about nine o'clock here tonight? Yep. Uh, so yeah, about to call it a night, go lay down, And uh, get up I I actually brought oatmeal with me uh, specifically good you know not so I'm not reliant on the continental breakfast but uh yeah eat a good breakfast in the morning and get out to the start line and see what my legs can do tomorrow fantastic Sheldon good luck tomorrow thank you and we will be uh,
0: anticipating anticipating we will be anxious to see how you do what I break what you break, body or bike. Or both. I'm, I'm
1: good at both. <laughs> See you guys in the mid-pack.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dirty Chain podcast brought to you by Michigan Midpack Media, the podcast that covers the Michigan cycling scene from the viewpoint of the midpacker. I'm your host, Trevor. And this is Sheldon. And Sheldon, where do we begin?
1: <laughs> where was I wrong? Where did we go wrong? <laughs> Turns out you should ride the first half of the course, and not just the second half. <laughs> <laughs> we are sitting on the. Uh, Other side of
0: (laughs) this year's Iceman, or shall we call it? 2019 Mud Man. Mud Man. And yeah, um, Sheldon survived, but uh, just like many of you that wrote it, also just barely. Yeah, that mud was uh, pretty wicked. So, in our very extended intro, we kind of heard um, our initial impressions of a part of the course and um and then uh what we thought or what sheldon thought he needed to do the next day and um boy that how did that go sheldon so
1: we we started uh the day at the kalkaska airport uh nice and cold a little bit of light snow floors but nothing bad uh crossed the start line shot off into the woods initially the single track was not too bad. It was kind of a you know kind of the sticky mud, but it sure. was hard packed and moving fast. But uh, I hit up our our hotline right after the race. I think we'll let Sheldon yep. from Saturday do the talk.
4: Yeah,
0: let's give it a listen.
4: Hey everyone, this is Sheldon from the Dirty Chain Podcast. Uh, just wrapped up. Mudman 2019, also previously known as Iceman, uh, went out on the single speed, and uh, we got quite a bit of snow-slash-rain over the last few days up in northern Michigan, and the course reflected said precipitation. Um, The first half was basically a 15-mile cyclocross course through the forest. Uh But I won't lie, I'm very happy with my tire choice. I was watching some of the fat tires and even some of the, the 29ers with the larger uh, width tires staying on top of the mud, which was uh, not giving them very much traction. I saw a lot of people crashing where my 40 Cs, cut through the mud, got some pretty good traction. The only thing I would have changed on my setup is I should have ran an 18-tooth rear cog instead of my 16-tooth. We had ran, uh, uh, Trevor, uh, Sean Kickbush, and I had gone out and done a pre-ride of just the second half of the course the day before the race on Friday, and uh, that section was definitely the drier of the areas, and the 16-tooth was uh, nice and quick and riding pretty favorably, but um, as soon as we went out on, on Saturday and I was getting in the mud, I realized my gearing was not gonna be in my favor, but uh, legs held strong into the last uh, little bit, started to get some cramps, but uh, pushed through it, got to the finish line, and had never been so exhausted after 30 miles ever in my life before, but uh, Iceman 2019, it was awesome can't wait for 2020 and uh i will see you guys all in the midpack. uh
1: i'm glad that we just re-listened to it because i could not remember for the life of me what i even said <laughs> <laughs> i want to
0: talk about one thing i know there's so many details that we want to get into but something that you said um you brought it up as we were talking before the race that you were happy with your uh equipment choice and and then i had thought for sure that with all the mud that um it ended up being way more muddy than I had thought it would be or you had thought or many people thought it would be. Um I, I just thought there's no way uh forties would be the right choice. But you're you're saying you think that the skinnier cyclocross tire was a was a benefit. Tell me tell me about
1: that. Yeah, I you know, I wouldn't have gone as low as like a classic cyclocross tire is like a thirty three. But I think for this is my, yeah, well, my opinion. For this race, the perfect tire would have been anywhere between a thirty-seven and a forty C, but it has to be a very knobby tire with wide spacing lugs to clear the mud, because it those tires cut through the mud. Um, when we were in the power line section, uh, where basically everybody was walking or had their bike off to the side, scraping mud off their chain. I was able to take advantage that no one was in the middle. No one wanted to be in the deep mud and those tires just cut through, held their line and just shot right through.
0: Yeah. And I mean, maybe for this year in particular, that may have been a better choice. Other years, a fat bike may have been the good choice. I know a lot of people kind of at the, at the last minute chose a fat bike and I'm and I, I, I thought I saw some of them were happy that they had done that. Uh, some of them stuck with the uh, with the traditional mountain bike. You went um, skinnier tires because, well, that's you didn't have a choice. Yeah,
1: well, and, and honestly, uh, in retrospect, if I knew this mud was going to be the exact same next year, I think I'd run thirty sevens. Now, um, I want to go all the way back, um,
0: back to the, the the you're at the starting line, and. Um, like in our in our very extended intro the day before we had talked we thought um the course was uh much more manageable than um <laughs> than we had originally thought than you had originally thought wh- wh- how quickly did you realize that this was not the same course
1: you rode the day before I would say about a mile mile and a half in that's it it, it was pretty quick that it, like you're starting to realize all right, in the single track, it's it's muddier, and, but the initial the initial single track right off the get go wasn't it wasn't the deep sticky mud. It it, it was wet, but we we're staying on top of it. Um, How quickly did that come? Like in the first, well, for, for tell I, me about I would the, say about half mile. Tell in. me
0: about the the rollout in the start. So. Um, it was new this year. I hadn't done that. I didn't, I, I didn't start at the airport. It was, was it a full two miles before you hit single track or one or two miles? I'd say about a mile. Okay. Um,
1: was it pretty um, lively, a spirited group getting to that first single track? I thought it was. Uh, it really just turned out to just be a handful of us that kind of took off. Um, I actually caught uh, – uh, a very large section of the wave before me, even before I got to the single track. Oh no way! Yeah, Where were they rolling out like a minute? Uh, I'd say about a minute and a half apart. Minute and a half apart, apart? I don't. Something. I don't have exacts, but the, I'd say it was about a minute and a half, maybe two minutes apart. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so you have this extended um, uh, rollout, very wide. It goes kind of all over the airport. So, it, are you on tarmac? No, I mean, you cross over, like, it goes across tarmac, mm-hmm. but you're not riding on the tarmac. Okay. It, it's, it's mostly on grass or gravel. Okay. Um, and it was actually great, it, it was a great opportunity to scatter the group in a safe manner.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I had mentioned that I was going to try to get to the start, to at least see you off, um, and... It was just too late for me. But I I had such conflicting feelings the entire day. Um, I was glad I made it up there on Friday uh, to hang out, to ride, to get the sense of, of Iceman. But the next day, I was like, oh, I'm so glad I'm not riding. And then I would see a picture. I was like, oh, I wish I was riding. And then I would... And then I would see another picture, be like, "Oh, thank God, I'm not riding." Um, but, anyways, I was bummed to not see you see you off at the beginning, so I apologize, Sheldon. I owe you one for sure. Um, well, so, I don't know.
1: I, I took a podium spot for me, so we'll, well, we'll just call this one a draw. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
1: okay, so so
0: you get into the first um, bit of single track, and then you're saying that that was kind of the
1: moment where
0: you're thinking, oof, this is, is going to be a little different.
1: No, I mean, it wasn't initially, but, like, you're starting... It, it was wetter than the the second half that we had ridden yet uh, the day before. So, I was just, you know, it's kind of muddy. It's not terrible. You know, my tires were, were gripping in well. You mm-hmm. know, they have big lugs on them. So, it wasn't anything to bring up a lot of concern. Um, But it really started to get... I think the biggest chunks of muddy single tracks started at about mile seven. That's when things were all of a sudden like, oh, this is is muddy. And then it was at mile nine where it turned into a parking lot. Ah, yes. Um, 27 minutes of standing in one spot. That's absurd. It was crazy. So you just got, you know, and I think the, uh,
0: if anyone is familiar with the wave system and iceman um, y- you're you should be ready for some congestion maybe um, at times especially during the single track but uh, never did I think it would be a, a, a
1: what do they call it a lock a gridlock never gridlock. yeah never it was did gridlocked. I think yeah it would be a gridlock I mean so I had about 27 minutes of standing just in one spot talking with people around me i was in wave or i'd left with wave 31 most people around me were around like wave 25 ish um
0: what was the what was the um well so you obviously made up some ground before that yeah um but what talk to me about the general
1: um the attitude the the at first people were pissed yeah real frustrated i'm sure um you saw some and when i very first got to the first bit because there had been like corners where like seven people kind of clogged up a corner so you you know kind of cut through some trees to get around them just to get past the congestion and yeah keep, yeah, keep yeah. going so when i first hit that that's what i thought it was you couldn't tell how bad it initially was and i went by probably about 10 or 15 people and then all of a sudden like i came around uh this little bend and that's when you just saw the big huge line hundreds hundreds yeah. of people and then that that's when I just was like, Oh, okay. Hop back in the line. Yeah. And then there were some people that were like, just trudging through the forest. and it's like, Where are you gonna go? Yeah. There's literally nowhere to go. I was go wondering right
0: now. that. I saw the pictures, I was wondering if anyone was just trying to walk through the forest. Is
1: there there was there was not a lot, but I would say I probably saw ten to fifteen and I'd have to be i the crowd to be kinda, honest, I probably would have been tempted to do the same thing. Well, at first I was when I yeah. thought it was shorter. But then when I realized like I can't even see the end of this. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that guy. Sure. Because, I mean, the rest of the crowd was, when people were doing that, they were calling them out on it. So this was mile... Nine and a half, nine and
0: something. Yeah, super early. You
1: said it lasted around a half an hour. Of just standing. And then it turned into just it was like walking into a concert (laughs) pushing your bike it was that that you know going into a sports stadium that like kind of slow shuffle Uh uh-huh it was that but we're in mud pushing our bikes oh my gosh and probably had about i think it was about seven minutes of straight up walking and then eventually we were able to kind of get back on our bikes but then even then i mean it wasn't very like it took a while for things to kind of break up so there was a while where you weren't riding at like your hardest pace you were just kind of riding with Whatever was around, because there was nowhere to pass. I mean, yeah. it was a narrow single track, and nobody was breaking up, and it was just kind of group ride in the woods. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, hey, um, wait, you had okay. So I'm going
0: to go back to your your uh, um, tire choice and how you you said it was a, a a good choice. Let's hear from someone who decided to go with a fat tire right away and um, who thought it was a a, a good a good choice. Um, here's Scott. Um, let's hear what he has to say.
5: Hey guys, it's Scott from Lansing. Iceman 2019. What a day, what a dirty, filthy, fun day. Oh, day started for me with a last minute decision to ride a fatty and, uh, was actually questioning that decision. Until about three miles in when we hit that single track, which was, you know, that chocolate pudding, brownie batter goodness. Just saw lots of riders start crashing, and every bike, including mine, started making sounds that no bike should ever make. Drive trains were starting to uh, object to the riding, brakes were grinding, people were cussing. And then we hit that wonderful traffic jam nine and a half miles in. Twenty minutes or so later, we got to practice hike-a-bike for about a total of one kilometer, then we got back to riding. And as soon as we hit the Vasa, the whole, whole condition of the track changed. I just remember the speeds picking up, the flow was picking up, but those <laughs> those hills were not any easier on the fat bike. And I came up to the top of one hill, and there was a crew handing out all-day IPAs. I remember grabbing one, turned a corner, hit a bump, spilled a little bit of it, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to stop right here and enjoy this. hopped off the track and uh, saluted everybody as they were passing me as I did enjoy that delicious beer. But man, that whole ride was amazing and it made it even better seeing all the familiar faces from mid-Michigan that were there. But uh, looking forward to next year. Enjoyed this year. Could have been a little bit better, but I guess it's all about perspective. Hoping it's a little less damp next year, but if it's not, hey, that's Iceman. Great podcast. You guys have a wonderful one. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.
0: Thank you, Scott, for calling in. Scott brought up a couple good points. Um well one, I loved his perspective on the fat bike and how he thought it was the good choice. So yeah, I mean it's just different opinions, different um uh different riders. Um but then he was so he kind of explained the same thing that you were just saying, the big the huge traffic jam, but then once you got on the Vasa things seemed to clear up a
1: little bit. Yeah, once once we hit the Vasa that's when everything really got lively again. You know, you had the space to do to get the passes in and Everything just broke right up. What was the trail
0: condition at that point?
1: It was beautiful. Once we hit Vasa kind of back sand to... it was what you and I rode on Friday. Okay. Like uh, the sand base drained. And actually it was in even better condition because all those leaves that were there when we rode on Friday oh, yeah. had either been ground up or just kicked off to the side. So it wasn't this narrow little, you know, eight inch trail through those super slippery wet leaves now it was just a wide open and it was fast yeah
0: i want to i just thought of something real quick but it was a cold morning yes and i don't mean to interrupt you but uh did you because of the 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 way the the race was and you started fast you slowed down you stopped were
1: you kind of um getting hot and then chilled and then hot so i i started intentionally you know i i went with the whole uh, philosophy of of If you're not freezing at the start, you're going to roast. Yeah. Yeah. And so I did go with that and I was freezing on the start line. I, uh, I wore full finger gloves, but they were my summer gloves that Mm I normally wear. So they're pretty thin, uninsulated. Um, and then I wore a flannel shirt. Oh yeah. With a short sleeve, uh, summer base layer under it. Okay. With a wind vest. But then on top of my wind vest, I had a GoPro on my chest. Yep. And then I had my hydration ba- pack on my back. Okay.
0: Um so the flannel
1: shirt, which was a good touch. It was perfect. Um, I love the flannel shirt. So
0: what did you have like
1: any arm warmers on underneath? No, I, it? I actually had them rolled up to my elbows. Really? At the start. At the start. Okay. Um so when I was standing there cold, I knew I didn't want to have to worry about rolling my sleeves up once I was riding. So I just stood there in the snow with Essentially, short sleeve shirt. There's
0: a pretty good picture of you post ride, um, with the flannel. I look and pretty the,
1: disheveled. You,
0: you. Well, come on, Sheldon. You always look disheveled. <laughs> you look more disheveled. Um, but you have the aviators. Um, yep, I bought aviators just for uh, Iceman. Yeah. Uh, actually, I bought the flannel just for Iceman too. Yeah, right. And I mean, just all to go with the stash. Yep. Um, but uh, so, but you're saying when you guys were in a traffic jam, did you? Did you get super cold, chilled? Were I pers- you sweating
1: before that? So then- I, I was a little sweaty before that. Not bad um, because the air temperature was still quite cold. There were people in line who you could tell were getting in trouble. Uh, just because of they how? They were getting cold. Okay. Okay. Um, I was comfortable. Oh, in
0: line. I'm sorry, in in line at the traffic jam. In spot. the traffic jam. Okay, yes. okay. Yep, not yep. not at the beginning. No, not at the beginning. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So
1: I, w- I was I was actually very comfortable um during the traffic jam. Did you wear like shoe covers or anything like that? Nope. Uh, to- I wore I wore wool socks, but I just wore normal mountain bike shoes. Okay. No no covers. Um and wool socks, some wool socks are where it's at. Because even when they're wet, they're warm. Wool oh. wool retains its uh uh, uh, warming properties, even when it's wet. Okay, so, so you were you think that was one of your good choices of yes. the wool socks were huge i mean just the entire kit that you you chose so the only thing i would have changed is if i do a gopro in the future i will use a different mount than a chest mount because it that was quite the variable i mean
0: we we had talked that would be a cool and actually it's fun uh, scott who just called in um that we just who, listened to he loaned you the the gopro and the entire setup the entire setup it was a chest mount um, gimbal had, situation yeah, it has a gyroscope to keep it balanced yeah. unfortunately the battery died quite quickly i and I, I had seen some other people complain about that i think it yeah. was
1: uh, maybe because of the cold or yep and i got mud on the at one oh when we got to uh the traffic jam i looked down at it and there was just mud all over the lens so is, i um, don't even know if anything would have been usable is the
0: gopro still workable i mean was Shall, it still
1: recording, or what
0: is it? Did you break the GoPro? Oh no! I, I no. mean, the, the the podcast is not paying for this GoPro
1: <laughs> tax write-off. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, no crashes. Uh, I just looked down and it was uh, pointed at the ground. Noticed the battery light wasn't light up, and so, so, so yeah, it was a kind of a huge variable to not just to,
0: it was a good experiment to try absolutely but then you said um, at the end
1: not only did it not record but it also what I I couldn't unzip my wind vest Yeah. so towards the end when the air was warming up and we were you know starting to hit the climbs on Vasa I uh I was getting very hot Ugh. um and I because of having this chest mount on I couldn't unzip my wind vest which made it a little uncomfortable sure for
0: sure absolutely um and, and i want to bring up one other thing that uh, scott had talked about he said he was going up one of the hills it may have been a no it wasn't anita but some other hill and they were handing out
1: beers of beer.
0: and did you did you I never imbibe s- i never even saw it you never saw it no. would you have i don't think you would have i think no. you,
1: you're a post-race i'm a post-race yeah. drinker yeah I, I I've done the I've done the shots of whiskey and cyclocross. Uh-huh. It doesn't play in my favor. Um but you are a during
0: podcast drinker. Oh, and okay. this is kind of an abrupt transition here, but uh But we we gotta tie it in. Yeah. You when we were listening to <laughs> Scott's call and you had looked at the beer that you you just bought like this one Does this even qualify as a beer? I it might be wine or like <laughs> Uh, like liquor? I don't know. But <laughs> a
1: sherry. Yeah. <laughs> explain to this. I'm not drinking this thing. I'm. It scares me. So I grabbed after after work today. I swung by uh one of my favorite liquor stores, and they had Odd Side's Ancho Chili Lava Cake. That sounds. I mean, I'm I'm sure Odd Side makes great beer. Oh yeah. That's just not my speed. There. Well, when it when it's a nine dollar. T- what was, just a
0: regular bottle of regular
1: beer. size 12 fluid ounces um and i didn't notice this until we were drinking or i was drinking it down here i was reading the side and it says 17.5 percent alcohol that, by volume that's a heavy
0: that's a heavy one that's a hitter that is yeah so so you're on your sixth
1: so i'm sleeping on your couch uh how do you feel about pumping someone's stomach (laughs) late do you have any activated charcoal laying around always have it handy (laughs) you never know (laughs) only at the dirty chain
0: (laughs) yes but um i mean you you deserve a little uh bit of
1: celebrating here yeah it's so it's a bourbon barrel age imperial stout uh with chocolate vanilla and ancho cherry or chilies added And it's good. I wish the chilies were a little stronger. Really? Yeah, it's pretty... I mean, I guess when you know about them, you can kind of taste them, but they're a little on the milder side. Um, Uh, I'll take your word for it. I'm not sure I want to try.
0: You can taste the alcohol. Yeah, I'm sure you can. I'm (laughs) sure it's pretty hot there. Um, Uh, What are you drinking? I'm sticking to... Uh, the Uh, juicy brute yeah the juicy brute
1: just the this is on the other end of the spectrum it's a session you were hanging on to summer right now aren't you that was that was kind of the summer parking lot beer this year it was definitely but it's
0: only 4.2 percent so i could drink what three of these (laughs) before (laughs) three of these don't even equal one of (laughs) you this is a little more than a white claw (laughs) yeah no kidding well i yeah i'm glad you're not drinking white claw um but you are kind of nursing it, which is important. I, I, I have to because <laughs> you have to finish your Iceman story, man. You can't. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how much slurring I have at the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so you're you're on Vasa. You're you finally get the chance to um, kick up some speed.
1: You're starting to pass some people. You're getting your the race is getting underway. Yeah, um, I think this is a good time to add in our next call. Yeah, let's see who we got.
3: Hey, good morning. This is my Iceman recap uh, that you posted on. So uh, started in Wave 33 and rode my uh, salsa cutthroat drop downs, which got a lot of chuckles as I went along the course. Course, of course, I'm sure you've heard, is very muddy, um, but it just made me laugh because it reminded me of uh, 2015. I was my first race in Dirty Kingza, and it was five miles of mud where all you did was walk. So All those things provide great memories, and the last part of the course was super great. And seriously, any gravel grinders out there that want to take on that course, I say do it. I totally do it again. I thought the weather was awesome, and I thought the course was totally rideable on a gravel bike, and had a great time, and was asked, would I ever do it again? It's really shitty conditions, and I absolutely, I thought it was awesome. So anyway, hope other people enjoyed their ride, and you know, when you look at your choice, everybody's like, your choice of bike, would you do anything different? Yeah, I have a hard tell. I didn't really want to take it and ride it and decided to take the gravel grinder, and I totally take it again. I thought I did great. So, anyway, have a great day, guys. Bye.
0: Very cool. Thank you, Mindy Paulette. We kind of couldn't hear your name in the, um, in the call itself. It kind of broke up, but we did a little instagram investigation i think we found the right person there social media stalking <laughs> <laughs> so and, and yeah, yeah dirty cancer rider and so this is great i mean people different riders cho- choosing different bikes in the drop bars so she went like with her the, style yeah very very cool and it sounded like she had a great race as well um looked like on her instagram page she was also riding with a one of the lauf forks so she had a little bit of front suspension there which may have helped May have um I mean you, you had a, a rigid fork. what do you think about that um that part of your rig?
1: Perfectly acceptable. Uh I in that course I see absolutely no reason for any form of suspension. Um there was never a point that just standing out of your saddle wasn't enough to absorb what you needed. Sure. Um so I'd say cut the weight, run rigid. Um you don't need oversized tires, you don't need suspension. It's a pretty easy course.
0: Talk to me. We've been talking so much about your tires um, and a little bit about your gear ratio, but I want to know, do you think it was a benefit? That's kind of a leading question. How much of a benefit do you think it was for you to have a simple drivetrain with no derailleur? Massive.
1: Yeah. Massive. Um, Single speed ran. I mean, drivetrain wise ran flawless uh, i didn't have the slightest issue noise the only problem i had were uh just my brakes i lost my rear brake um part way through but uh, you'd even find yourself like
0: you didn't have a lot of mud caked into your your chain no. or your gears or at all at all so i think i mean this was a pretty constant issue that people were having
1: oh yeah i mean it, this this is an so issue you said that... you're
0: you're your brakes were caked with mud and i know other people like their derailleurs and their cassettes were just um um either caked and just making a lot of noise scott said that or um
1: just uh just not workable yeah i mean there was mud on my chain but it was nothing that was affecting the mechanical ability of Mm -hmm. it um the only thing it would have changed is just a smaller cog i mean the 16 tooth pushing through the mud was just i burnt way too many matches just you know slugging out in the mud but while i was slugging out in the mud i was looking off to the side and there's people with their bikes flipped over on their handlebars scrubbing mud off their chain and picking out of their derailleurs trying to keep moving and my bike just kept going forward
0: yeah i mean i think it's uh there, there were quite a few DNFs in this entire, uh, in in the it, whole field, even uh, in the pro field. A lot of pros. Um, Ted King. Yep. Uh, Payson McKelvin. Yep. Um, they both um, had to DNF because of mechanical issues. Quite and, early uh, in the race, too. Yep. My buddy um, Andy Martin, who's an Indiana rider, uh, his, his first year uh, chose the chose the fat bike and. And just got I forget how many miles, maybe ten miles in, and and had to DNF as well, just because of uh just because of the mud. Um, we actually um, going along with these calls. We got a few, a couple calls with um, a couple guys that DNF'd, and um, but kept their spirits high. Kept their spirits high because that's that's what Iceman is all about. Yeah. So uh, let's it's, let's it, listen. It's getting to the end of the beer. It's getting to the end to the beer. Um, should we? I know we're listening to a lot of these calls. Should we listen to a couple more?
1: Yeah, uh, but before we do, uh, uh, Mindy, I would love if you would message the Instagram. I'm very curious on what tire width you ended up running. Oh, good, good question. I, I know you're on drop bars. I know you're on a gravel bike. She uh, said she uh, wrote a cutthroat. I bet the cutthroat can
0: go up to two, two. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So curious. Good, good, great yeah. question, Shelby. What tires did you run? Okay. Yeah. Let's listen to a couple more calls.
6: Hey, Dirty Chain Podcast, this is Douglas Evil Kneeper talking to you about Iceman. Uh, mud, mud, mud. That was crazy, but it was pretty much fun. Um, for me, up until about 18 miles in when, kaboom, my rear derailleur exploded. And uh, I ended up DNFing, so I have unfinished business next year. Uh, I did get to talk to uh, Bill Striken of Mountain Bike Heat Check fame, so that was pretty cool. Um, he was there covering the pro races and uh, did not get to talk to Katerina Nash. Um, she still owes me a picture from the Toast Bike she got uh, in Waterloo, Wisconsin, which helped her win the Cyclocross World Cup race. More unfinished business with her. Anyway... Um, Looking forward to the next podcast and uh, hope everyone took pictures of their muddy, muddy chains uh, and hashtag them Dirty Chain Podcast because that's what you're supposed to do. Later.
2: Hi, this is Chris Clone. Hello, Dirty Chain Podcast. Hello Trevor, hello Sheldon. I uh, just wanted to recap briefly my experience at the Iceman Comet Challenge 2019. And uh, yeah, just real briefly, uh, honestly it was, as I'm sure you've heard, and Sheldon as you experienced, uh, Mudfest, kind of a mud man. My first Iceman was actually 2014, which was the notorious mud man of recent past. Um, And this one was very comparable, I thought. Um, First off, my my experience mainly has to be focused on my daughter, Frankie, and her first ever bike race. And it was in the Slush Cup, which is part of Iceman, and uh, she did extremely well, and more importantly, she found great joy in it and has a passion for it, which uh, me as a Cyclist father is super awesome. Uh, hard to describe, but super cool. She got 12th out of, I believe it was 25 in her age group, which was really cool. Um, and yeah, I was super excited for her. The day before that, Alexi actually hosted a youth ride, so she was able to join Alexi and Jeff Bush and Brian Motter and Katarina Nash as well. So she was super pumped to be a part of that and just a great experience all around for my daughter Frankie. Um, my experience was, it was awesome. It was a challenge. And uh, this was my fifth Iceman. And uh, yeah, I, it was a DNF for me, which is a first ever, and it's a hard pill to swallow. And... However, it was the right call to make. Uh, I got about 16 miles in to Broomhead Road and had made it through the infamous bottleneck, um, which kind of sucked all the joy out of it for me. But it was a good day in the woods on a bike. It was muddy and challenging, and I usually love that. Uh, However, my, my drivetrain did not. So my chain was extremely dirty, a very naughty, naughty, chain and derailleur. So I called it at Broomhead Road and swallowed my pride and took the the loser truck back to Timber Ridge. But I I know it was the right call ultimately and it just happens. And that was the way it goes sometimes. So great friends, great experience.
1: So apparently we just found out uh, after chris clone's recent call our time limit for voicemails is three minutes (laughs) so for any future call-ins just know there actually is a time limit yeah but thank you chris um for your
0: your call-in and doug for your call-in i'd say sheldon the people calling in are killing it. Man, these messages are fantastic and their experiences that they're sharing with us are just
1: great. Um I want to give a shout out to your brother Brady for this idea for the voicemail.
0: Yeah, I do have to um give credit to my brother Brady um who uh who gave us this fantastic idea, but um but yeah, so more of the same, more of the same. The same uh mud. story mud, of mud. Mud, mud, mud. Yeah. mud. <laughs> <laughs> and if there was ever a race or an event designed for the Dirty Chain podcast, <laughs> it was this one, man. <laughs> we couldn't have. Dirty chains just
1: destroying
0: derailers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but very cool. Yeah, a couple, couple things. Um, one, I loved, uh, I loved the attitude that Doug had. That despite his DNF, he was still just totally positive about the whole experience and you know you just go through you 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 suffer through but it's all it's all for a um all for a good event and all for a good time um and then i, I loved his hashtag dirty chain podcast people need to be doing that
1: yeah we want to see how bad
0: your yeah. chains especially were now that we're getting into this like pretty bad part of the the season with the weather there's gonna be lots of dirty chains out there oh oh yeah um but then uh Chris, um yeah, he he also DNF'd and he seemed a little more bummed about it, but he was so excited for his daughter that went through the, the slush cup and for the experience that she got to have and that was what a what a cool um story that he had and congratulations to Frankie on her first her first ride
1: there and um and yeah, super, super cool. So Chris huge thank you to chris and his uh family they rent a spot every year and they host our team's tent um at the campground and he might have sounded a little bummed out on the phone he was not nearly as bummed at the campsite uh he he was in great spirits when i saw him after the race um cool yeah and and you know thank you chris for keeping me alive after the race (laughs) when i was huddling by the fire and you guys were piling jackets on top of me i mean they kind of have a prime spot there in timber ridge oh, right there yeah it's pretty perfect
0: um so sheldon you're not even finished we got we're we're kind of uh i think yeah. we're still like 10 miles out until yeah, you we're are still finished. we're in vasa still so um kind of pick it up man so you had uh mentioned to me that it was kind of at this point that you are cranking through and i know at this point of the the course some of the really big climbs and it's really putting a number on
1: yeah uh, on your legs my legs were in pain i burnt so many matches cranking that higher gearing through the mud that when we got to the climbs it was just pain yeah um probably about three miles from the end i started to get cramps that i haven't had since land run oh really just things were hurting but you're also getting to the areas where all the crowds are so it's just kind of suck it up and go there were a few little bits like towards the tops of some of the hills i had to hop off and kind of run a little bit and get back on well
0: i mean you're on a single speed makes sense And, and
1: my legs were just cooked yeah um you and I were talking over uh, dinner tonight. My legs hurt more after these 30 miles than either of the last two years' 300-mile rides. Yeah,
0: and I think that, I mean, it's you're using a whole different mu- muscle group system,
1: um, and you're just... Uh,
0: when, it's when like it's I, When like, I
1: was in the mud, it felt like, so it's trying to keep going with that high of gearing... It felt like a sprint, but instead of, you know, a couple hundred yards sprint, it was that, but at five miles an hour, yeah, for a couple blocks. Yeah, exactly. Um, Crazy. So you
0: have some pretty hefty, steep, punchy climbs to battle with just fine towards the end. You're you're cranking through those. You're blowing by people. You're getting closer to the end. And then. Then it's the home stretch. Then it's the home stretch. And tell me
1: about that. And man. it was, dude, going through that finishing shoot area. There's no other race I've ever been to. I don't care. Barry Bay, Land Run, it doesn't matter. Iceman's finish is one of a kind. Yeah. You. It will blow your mind. Yeah. It, I'm I'm so glad we rode it the day before with Sean, so I kind of had an idea of what I was going into, like how windy it gets. And... Not just windy, but just yeah, there was no one even cheering when we went through, but you just get that impression. Mm-hmm. You have the banners, you had you can see them, you know the the big jumbotron. Yeah. You have the the bridges going over and the, the and l- under and under, and you just you get that impression even when there was not a single person watching us. And I'm glad that we did that because it kind of, I had that in my mind already. Yeah. But then when you start going through and there's thousands of people cheering and no one knows who you are, Uh it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I I get, I get the Iceman craze now. Like I, I, I didn't initially get it, but until you do it, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, yep I'm going I had back to, next. Year. I had
0: to say it was an odd feeling for me riding through it the Friday before, knowing that I wouldn't ride through it the next day. Oh, and yeah. i I loved it last year when I did it, and uh, riding through it is kind of bittersweet. It was like, I'm glad I got to experience it, but I won't be able to do this tomorrow and really get it. Um, there was a picture of uh, a video of you going going across the finish line, I loved it. You you kind of, it wasn't, it wasn't a post-up necessarily, but you, and I think this is exactly what you were trying to explain with the people and the, and the, and the, and just the general feel. and The air is electric. The, it, yes. The air is absolutely and, electric. And what I took from watching your video, it was just like a thank you to everything, to the people, to the experience. And you stood up and you gave one of those like, kiss both your hands and then put your hands and like out to the side and i just i thought it was beautiful i thought it was
3: great
1: <laughs> well thank you it, you know what's funny is i had zero plan in my head what i was gonna do and actually the only thing i had planned was going over the wooden bridge i kind of tried to hop off so you know how it's not super steep going up but yeah, it's yeah. a steep drop yeah it's pretty steep drop for sure so i knew that was coming and i kind of bunny hopped off that yeah and then almost crashed. No, so I stuck it fine. But then as soon as like I was airborne, I thought in my head, "I'm gonna crash in front of everybody." <laughs> but I didn't. And then once I which that's a, that's a new.
0: Um, I think they just built that this year. Yep, they built yeah. it just
1: for this yep. yeah this year. Um, and then once you go down that, then it's straight into the finishing chute. And then yeah, everything I did, I didn't even think about it; just yeah. kind of happened. And then you shivered. No, so I was still sweating. <laughs> oh, yeah. Took my bike to the bike valet. Um, our friend Nate Lizera, uh uh-huh. jumped on my shoulder. I didn't even know it was him. At the f- so he was the first one to greet me after the race, and I was kind of just kind of out of it. So it was awesome to have a good friend right there to celebrate with. And then it was probably about three minutes later is when it set in, and all of a sudden I was like, I'm getting really cold. Yeah. Oh, it is really cold and that's when i went over and sat by the fire for a bit before i had enough energy to uh go to the car and change and get some dry clothes on and once i got some dry clothes on then it's time to celebrate with everybody and watch the everyone else come through cheer people coming through and uh wait for the pros
0: yeah yeah very cool and uh for alexi congratulations um, alexi i mean that was michigander winning the biggest <sighs> michigan race
1: i mean, I mean how it, fantastic is that it was it was cool because you know they're announcing over the speakers and they're like so far out and he had a 25 second lead and they're counting and then like you can hear through the forest where he is as he's coming through the finishing, yeah. shoot. because anybody that hasn't been to Ice Man, the finishing shoot is long and windy. It kind of comes into the area and then it goes back out in the woods and then it comes back in. So you can hear the cheering through the crowd yeah. where he is. So that like we got to a corner, I got a, I, I could barely squeeze through. I had my phone out, had it on just rapid fire pictures, and I just got of all, like the thirty pictures I took. One just came out perfect. Uh, that's and that's the one that ended up on the Instagram for, for our page. But uh
0: Man and then, and then um some of the, some big finishes, some great I mean, Katarina Nash absolutely killed it winning the pro women's race. Matt Acker got eighth place. Yeah. He and he's like He's been putting in some big big rides. <laughs> yeah,
1: he only did you know five hundred and thirty miles like the week before. Yes, <laughs> or five hundred and sixty or a couple something. weeks before and still
0: came out with an eighth place and then uh, Jordan Wakeley, uh I think he had seventh. And then and then our man uh our new friend Sean Kickbush rolled in
1: fourteenth place. Yeah. And that's huge. Yeah. I mean it and it, <laughs> He came through right as I lowered my camera, and my camera was having some issues. And then I look up and I see Sean coming by, and I'm just scrambling to try to get a picture of him going by. And I'm sorry, man, I missed it. Sheldon, it's it's Tuesday as we're recording this. Yes, Tuesday
0: post Iceman. Do you? Do, are you finding yourself? Are you having trouble focusing on anything other than your Iceman experience? Are you able to? focus on regular life are you finding yourself reliving these experiences over and over again looking at the pictures
1: looking at the videos yeah i'm i'm in the detox phase of ice sure yeah so you know our friend rob meandering um he's been posting the pictures from ice man fantastic pictures uh, i've basically been stalking his page for all day yeah um Looking at those, and then you know, reading everyone else's recaps, going you know, people that we know on various social media, and reading their recaps, and it's just, it is an event that I I get the Iceman fever, and I can't wait for next year.
0: And I feel that this year in particular, um, th- it, it's gonna live for a while because of the conditions um people really had to persevere and and they earned it people earned it and and the trail took some casualties <laughs> along the way that's gonna take forever to heal <laughs> yeah but um and then other people had to work really
1: hard to to get past that so what what a year what an what, ice what a way to re or like just in the year i mean yeah. it's such a great event to just you you know i think everyone's uh, unless you're doing fat bike racing this is everyone's
6: last it's, event it is
0: kind of the unofficial cap to the cycling season and it's the mountain a, bike season And it's impossible to beat i mean yeah. no other event is gonna top this and you know as i was up there there's not i'm not gonna miss it another year i mean it no. was i i had to make the choice and i did but I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna make sure and make it a priority. Hey, we have one more call in um, that I don't want to forget, and uh, this guy. What's his name? Andy Richardson. Andy. Um, he. Uh, I just wanted to bring this up because, yeah, maybe the voicemail thing isn't your 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 bag. Maybe maybe that's not really what you'd want to do. But you can always just record. A voice memo on your phone And email it to us dirtychainpodcast at gmail.com This is what he did, great idea Um, So if you want to practice it Like 18 times to make sure you get it right Andy, his came out crystal clear Oh yeah, super clear Um, um, So yeah, let's let's hear what Andy had to say
7: Dirty Chain Podcast, what's up? This is Andy from Spring Lake Over along the shores of Lake Michigan, what a race! Iceman Cometh 2019. My first time out there, but Sheldon, nice work. Man, I was a wave behind you on a fat bike, and I thought that once we got in that mud, man, I'd be coming by you. But skinny tires, drop bars, single speed, that I just can't even imagine. Awesome job. It was crazy out there. The mud, the the, the weather, it was cold, but it was beautiful. The sun came out a little bit, man, it was a it was a great ride. Made it back, cleaned up, dried off, warmed up, got to drinking. Didn't lose my voice when Alexi came in. Man, it was definitely gone once Katerina and Hannah came flying through. So much fun. Such a good race. Uh, The bike's all cleaned up. I suppose it's time to address the garbage bag of Muddy Kit that looms waiting for me. And I almost forgot. Most importantly, you guys won the Battle of the Pods with Ted and Payson both DNFing. You win. Awesome job with the pod, guys. Keep it up. It's great work. Love listening. And we'll uh, catch you out there sometime later
0: (laughs) yes battle of the pods i absolutely love it thank you andy for sending us your voice memo and um for everyone else as you yourself are recovering from mudman 2019 from iceman and if you feel like you have an experience you want to tell us tell others we are not finished talking about iceman We are just kind of scratching the surface um, with our stories, with other people's stories. We hope to have some of our friends on to talk more about it. Maybe talk about different uh, gear choices that people had made. And um, hopefully hear more of these call-ins and your experiences. So um, it's not too late. Give us a call. Send us a voice memo. Um, Yeah,
1: just make it happen. We want to hear your side of the story. Yeah, when there's when there's four four to five thousand riders out there, the stories are going to be completely different. So we want to hear everybody's. We we want to hear how your day was out there, what gear you used, what worked, what didn't work. You know, even if you DNF'd, give us a call. We we want to hear about your day.
0: Sheldon, what's next on your? Um, I mean, we're done racing. What do you?
1: Are you? Are you just like? Packing the bikes in. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably be starting some, just a couple longer, slower rides on the trainer pretty soon. Looking forward to spring, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, my next registered race is Land Run 2020. All right. I hope to see maybe you there. Maybe. But
0: uh, that's, that's a long ways away. <laughs> Not too Not long. Not really. But... That's only like three months. So, but we can... We can kind of exhale. Our season is over.
1: Drink some beers. Drink some beers. Have some more conversations. Put, put those 10 pounds of winter weight on. Man, I'm I'm half there, I think. <laughs> Dude, I never lost my last year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to next year. Look forward to Iceman 2020. More
1: stories. Meeting more people. Yeah. I mean, H- Iceman. I don't know how many people I finally met in person that, he, that you and I have talked to on Instagram. There are people that we never even talked to before that came up to us and and talked with us and are like, you know, we listen to the podcast or yep. we follow your Instagram. It was amazing. Thank you, everybody. I mean, yeah. y- y- people listening are what make this. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the people that called
0: in. Thank you for everyone that is listening and continues to listen and uh, the people that we got to talk to at thank, Iceman. Thank what you, a- White Claw. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no as i'm wearing my crocs don't let's not get into that for another time for another time but for now as we always say and especially important
1: now keep your chain clean but my chain is still dirty get your chain clean
0: (laughs) we'll see you in the mid-pack